0: going on hawks nation welcome back to another episode of the hftv podcast brought to you by alex and mac and uh you know we obviously um, missed the last week due to the holiday so we hope each and every one of you listeners out there had a nice thanksgiving break and if you don't celebrate thanksgiving like Kyrie irving then we just hope you had a nice um festivity you know festive break eat off some good school, food <laughs> off school, eat some good food whatever the case may be um However uh not not so uh not the best outcome for our Hawks over these last 7 games. Typically we do these shows once a week, missed it last week due to the holidays, so we missed 7 games and in that 7 game span we went 2 and 5. Um you know, below 500, 2 and 5 not where you want to be over the last 7 games, but we're going to get into that in just a second here, Mac, how you feeling today, my man?
1: Um, you know, i I had a wonderful Thanksgiving break. got to see some family, got to eat some good food. So feeling good on that. But when it comes to our hawks, i I am not really gonna sugarcoat it, man. it it, it freaking sucks right now. Like I don't nobody likes losing. Um, I think some of these games we've lost, as you kind of said, we'll go into a little bit more, but they were very winnable games against teams that, um, if we want to be the type of team that we're attempting to be, they are below us. I don't know how you really are supposed to say it. You know what I mean? Like, we are supposed to win those games. So, um, I don't think it's one single thing. It's never one reason as to why things like this, you know, can kind of start going sideways in a season. But uh, but I'll say this. If, you know, um, our next four – three out of our next four games are against teams with losing records – so it's a pretty good opportunity for us to right the ship and get things back to, um, you know, where we're a few games over 500, not like sitting at 500. Uh, so it's a great opportunity for that. But I will say if we kind of slip up and lose some of these games to, you know, <laughs> no no disrespect to the Magic whatsoever. I think they got some young studs over there. But God forbid if we lose to the Magic tomorrow night, I, 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 changes are going to have to be made. I don't know if that's, you know, with the roster or whatever it is. But um, I, I think at that point, your season is slipping through your fingers very quickly. And um, that's just not something that I, for one, and I think a lot of Hawks fans as well, really expect it to happen this season. I thought we were going to kind of see a, a different um, culture for lack of a better term there, but you know, it's still, it's still a young season. We're only about like a little bit over a quarter of the way in, but you know, I'm um, I'm not I'm not feeling as confident as I was last time we recorded. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's it's been rough. You know, um,
0: we, we are one game above 500 at the moment. And, you know, n- not where we want it to be 20 games into the season, 21 games into the season. But as you mentioned, certainly a lot of room for improvement, a lot of opportunity for us to write that ship. And, you know, what I'm hoping for, and this is the very optimistic side of me, Mac, and to my fellow listeners, but if you guys remember what happened last year, uh, a team similar age to us, the Boston Celtics, they were pretty much on and off, teetering around 500, pretty much throughout, uh, up until All-Star break. And then after the All-Star break, they really just hit their stride. And then, as you guys know, they made it to the finals. I'm not saying, you know, we're going to make the finals, but, you know, historically, teams have done this right where they've just completely turned that season around. And, you know, just like much like the game of basketball, the season is about runs. And we saw what we did two years ago when, after we fired Lloyd Pierce, uh, we went on a crazy uh, win streak and we finished the season off at like 28 and like 12 or something like that. So I think this team and that team, this team right now was way more talented than team before. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's a new team guys. And, Obviously, there was some. There needed time for us to gel. uh, The new pieces, Dejounte Murray, etc. I didn't think it was going to be this bad at eleven and ten. But you know, on the the bright side of things, we still have a a winning record at this point. And uh, hopefully, you know, with some of these next games, like you mentioned, like the Magic and the Thunder and the Knicks, like these are very, very favorable games for us to get back on the right side of things. But uh, I'm not even that confident even going against the lesser teams because, I mean, we saw what happened against Houston. We saw us get destroyed by Miami yet again um, and and things like that. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But, again, a lot of opportunity to right the ship. Um, and our team needs to dig deep because right now the season's still early and uh, we don't want to let this slip away too fast because um we, we saw what happened last year. But I'm still hopeful.
1: Yeah, no, I think uh... – you know, I'm I'm glad you kind of brought up the Hawks from two years ago, and even the even the Celtics last year. Because I mean, I agree with you. It's not saying that that you know is what will happen, but it's just saying, hey, this can happen. You know, you can you can change things pretty drastically in the NBA and go on a you know ten game winning streak and be right right back in it and as a top three seed or whatever it may be. So um, I'm definitely not putting this season you know in the books by any means. Nor should any other Hawks fan but uh i i didn't want early december to be as crucial as it's looking like it may be but um here we are it is and that's okay it's a it's a long season and um you know i i think w- where i get worried a little bit because um those of you who may not know uh Bogie, he's my favorite player on the team right so i'm i'm glad he's coming back in a few games but i just don't know if he is going to make that big of a difference, you know what I mean? Like I just, I I hope he will. I hope he can. I hope he's just this this spark plug for us. Um, especially the second unit, but, um, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I'm, I have always liked to be realistic. Sometimes I can get a little unrealistic with the Hawks earlier in the season when we're doing well, but, um, you know, it's, I don't want to, you know, highlight one loss too much, but the the Houston one was just a frustrating one for me personally. I think a lot of people were pretty frustrated. I mean, I, I know on Twitter, uh, like any loss, people were pretty upset. But I think it was kind of the same same uh, sentiment through, throughout all of Twitter was that it was like, how did we let not only a team this bad, but it, it was very clear that Kevin Porter Jr. and Jalen Green had gotten under Trey and Dejounte's skin. I, I know that they still put up big nights offensively, and maybe it wasn't even just that they were under Dejounte and Trey skin, Maybe the entire teams. I don't know. You, you know, it's hard to tell with things like that when it's happening in real time. But man, that was—I I thought that was a bad look. I, I really do. Um, I'm sure some of you guys saw that they were posting on Instagram talking talking smack afterwards. Which I mean, hey, that's you know what what this younger generation is going to do. There's nothing wrong with that, but. You know, it definitely was one of those like salt in the wound kind of things, you know what I mean? So, um, not 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 a fun, fun seven games, but it is what it is, man. It is what it is. And, you know, um, I'm I'm
0: glad that this team is going through some hardship because uh that's we're we're gonna see what this team is made out of, right? And um, if this team is serious, they're gonna write the ship and Uh, definitely some disappointing losses sprinkled in in the last seven games. Like you mentioned that Houston game, when you have a career night from DeJounte, Trey has his best offensive game, at least uh, of the season. And we could have made history that night. You know, DeJounte was one point away from having two players on the same team score 40 or more points. So that would have been cool. But, um, you know, it's guys, the, the, the optimistic side, like we're we're at 11 and 10, obviously not where we want to be. But uh only two games separate us from the where we're currently at, which is the eighth seed and the third seed, who are the Cleveland Cavaliers. They only have two more wins than us. So still, still very early, a lot of time for us to rack up some wins. Um, and you know, we played a you know, pretty hard schedule, right? Aside from the first few games of the season. Uh the schedule these past couple of weeks have um been one of the hardest stretches of, yeah. of the season. Exactly. And and we're still above five hundred. So uh We'll see what happens, and as you mentioned, the big news uh, that happened this morning is Landry Fields this morning on 92.9 The Game. He did mention that Bogey is looking really good, uh, and he expects him to come back in the next few games, quote-unquote. So uh, we'll see how many games a few games is. It could be two games. It could be five games. It could be another two weeks. Who knows? But uh, at least, you know, we're seeing some sort of update. Bogey's making progress. He did. Uh, participating five on five the other day, so that's a really good sign. You, usually, that means they're only a couple couple of days away, so um, hopefully, Bogey comes back. Obviously, that's going to help with our spacing, that's going to help with our shooting, that's going to help with our second unit. Uh, but as you mentioned, Mac, you know, even with the addition of Bogey, uh, there's still a lot of uh, concerns around this team, right? And um, you and I. We watch every single game, and this isn't me trying to slander someone, but uh, there, there's definitely some some schematic issues, um, and, and I don't want to put all the blame on one person or the other. Right? I don't think it's all the players. I don't think it's just Coach McMillan and the coaching staff. It's It's a culmination of a few different things, but when you see the way your team's performing and you see the types of mistakes that we've been doing consistently – you, you have to look at you know the the leader of the squad right the, the top down and that is your head coach of the team um when we're consistently having no offense not moving the ball uh we're running zero sets and strong you know <clears throat> big stretches of the games most notably the fourth quarter uh that's that's definitely a concern that a lot of fans talk about and we talked about this on the show uh, on Twitter Spaces, which, by the way, if you're not following us, follow us on Twitter at TV. But, um, you know, there's still a lot of room for improvement. So we we can just hope and pray. Uh, and hopefully when Bogey comes back, that gives us a little surge. Um, but uh, we'll see. We'll see how the season sh- uh, shapes up, Mac.
1: Oh, yeah. No, um, I'm kind of glad you uh, kind of were... Hinting at it uh, towards towards the end of what you said there again, I I, you totally agree with you. I don't think you can blame, you know, it on one thing, whether it's the players or the coaching. But I did see something uh, on Twitter recently where someone was defending Nate and they said that they uh, Lauren Jabara, the um, reporter for the Hawks on Valley Sports, like overheard Nate during a timeout at one of the games recently telling the players that they got to stop chucking up shots and, you know, They need to, you know, find their third or fourth option and things like that. And don't get me wrong. That's, that's great coaching, but I'm not trying to sound like this. I'm sure he said more, but that's great coaching. If you're coaching a, you know, a basketball league team, I mean a church league team for seventh graders. I'm saying that's very basic fundamental things to be telling NBA players. I, I would love to see him, you know, sounding a little more uh, schematic with, with some of the things he says and that, but again, that's, you know there I, that is there's absolutely no proof that that is what was said that's just you know what what i read and um i guess what i'm really getting at is their defensive nate didn't really impress me that much it was just kind of like all right well you know what i mean sounds like he's just kind of telling his you know to con, you know relate it to offensive i mean uh, football telling his offensive line to go block I'm like oh wow man what great coaching um so <laughs> so i'm just saying so it's 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 one of those where Nate, um, I'm I'm positive he's a good guy. Outside of being a the head coach of the Atlanta Hawks, I'm sure he's a, a great husband, a great father, all those things. Um, I do want people to remember that if people want Nate to be fired here here soon, if things don't improve, Nate McMillan is a multimillionaire, so he will be fine. Um, I just I think sometimes uh, you know you hear people like Stephen A. Smith honestly say the most like I'm never going to call for a man's job. I get it. Coaching is, it's weird. It's a, it's a weird profession. Um, you know, like Alex, you work in sales. I work for a wealth management platform. Like nobody would ever be calling for our jobs like that. I understand that. Uh, but I also don't make the type of money that Nate McMillan makes. Um, so that being said, I do want that to always kind of be in the back of people's minds. If, if you get defensive on that aspect of, of someone being fired as a coach. So.
0: Yeah. You know, um, and, 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 it it happens in every profession, right? Just because you're a player or you're a coach or maybe you're a, a bag boy at a grocery store or you work in a corporate job, you know your job is to perform to the best of your ability. It's to to make your business or whatever employer that's employing you uh, look good. And so when you, you know, you're in the public eye of a NBA team and you're not doing the best of your ability and you're not doing your job well... And I understand why some fans feel the need to call for his job, because uh, why should you employ someone that isn't doing a good job? Uh, point blank period. Right. Um, and I get it like it's, it's a tough job to have. And I'm not saying that uh, it, it's a tough job. Right. And ninety nine percent of people on Twitter that are calling for Nate's head you know, have not a single clue how to coach a basketball team or or game plan or prep or read a scouting report, et cetera. So there's a lot more that go into it. But then again, those guys on Twitter still have some sense in the fact that, like, we shouldn't just be playing isolation ball, you know, in in, in crunch time for multiple straight games, right? There has to be some sort of organization. There has to be some sort of set plays that this team runs. And I feel like a lot of the time the general consensus is – Nate McMillan ultimately just leans on DeJounte and Trey to just say, you know what, go out and make a play. And I tweeted this on the Twitter account a couple of days ago. You know, a lot of it sometimes looks like we're just playing pickup five on five basketball. Like you just took five random guys on a court and they're playing for the first time. There's no sense of continuity. There's no sense of any chemistry except for some stretches. And we see that, which which lets me know that this team has the ability to play well, You know, it's most notably in the first half, especially last night's game against the the 76ers. We were humming on offense in that first half and then yet again, another fourth quarter collapse. It's just not it's not pretty to watch. So that's where you have to look at the head coach, the leader of your team to reset the focus, draw up some plays or have some sort of game plan. Maybe it's to attack the basket and, you know, make a point of emphasis to get to the line or, um, you know, settling for, certain, you know, run an off-ball pin-down, run an off-ball backdoor screen. You know, you just can't rely on Trey and DJ to just run, pick, and roll 24-7 and expect them to uh, score every single possession, right? This is the best basketball league in the entire world, and these are NBA players that you're going up against, and sometimes that free-flowing pick-and-roll and and just pickup-style basketball isn't going to usually bode well for you. Um, So we're just going to have to see what, what this team is made out of and we're going to see if Nate can can change some things. Now, granted, I don't want to, you know, be too hard on him because I I have seen some changes that Nate has done this season that we haven't been accustomed to seeing. Right. The whole negative stereotype with Nate was he doesn't play the young guys. He doesn't play rookies. He's he's made a change. Right. He played AJ Griffin. AJ Griffin is seamless, seemingly pretty much in the rotation now. He's a part of that rotation playing 15 plus minutes a night. Um, he even saw that Aaron Holiday wasn't performing to the best of his ability and switched it up and played Trent Forrest, who was an undrafted guy at Florida State. Um, so i I, I respect and I appreciate Nate trying to switch some things up from a personnel standpoint, but you you, you we got to be better on offense. We just have to.
1: oh yeah, could couldn't agree with you more. um i won't I won't say too much about it because, you know, definitely don't want to beat a dead horse by any means, you know, I think, everybody kind of feels the same. Um, But, you know, I think, like I said, you didn't want early December to be as crucial as it looks like, as it looks like it's going to be. But we do have some very winnable games here coming up. And I, I for one, you know, am going to keep the hope alive and think that, you know, we will write this ship. I think, you know, it's a, we're still a damn good basketball team and, And like you said, last night in the first half, it shows, you know, I mean, we, we, we can, we can, we can run with the best of them when we're playing to our best. So, um, I, I think, uh, you know, the spirits will be a little higher next week when we record, I, I I do feel uh, confident, um, to some degree about this next week, but, uh, you know, I'll be honest, man, if we go into next week's episode when we record and it's, one of those where we're one and two or or whatever it may be, uh, God forbid, maybe Oh, and three. Um, I, 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 I think some serious changes will, will need to be made at that point. Um, but we'll, we'll see, we'll see what happens, man. We'll see what happens. Yeah, no doubt.
0: Um, so yeah, guys, uh, it's going to be a relatively shorter episode today. Um, 2 and 5 not not acceptable and you know I tweeted this the other day if we are coming towards the end of December right before the new year and this team is still hovering around 500 then I don't think it's going to happen but you know Nate McMillan's seat might be pretty hot by then all right uh, and I don't think just because you changed Nate McMillan this team is just going to do a complete 180 like what we did with Lloyd Pierce but um, the, you know the, the talent on this team when I look at this starting five especially these are all legitimate players right you have an all-NBA point guard you have an all-star caliber number two and DeJounte And you have really really strong rotational pieces in DeAndre Hunter Clint Capella especially John Collins like these guys are good players Clint Capella would be A starter on you know twenty plus teams. JC would be starting on a handful of teams. DeAndre, same thing. And when you look at her bench, A.J. Griffin, um, you know Bogey when he comes back. So the the personnel and the talent on this team is a lot better than eleven and ten. So hopefully Nate can maximize this talent. He can maximize the personnel, and we start racking up some wins, guys. So that's that's really what we need here. And as Mac mentioned, we have. Uh, these next five games or so, I want to say only one of them have a winning record. So at the very least, I, I'm hopeful that we can go four and one in these next five. Um, but again, from what we've seen, I don't think we're going to go four and one. Um, but
1: we'll see what happens. We, you know, pray for the best, expect the worst. Oh, yeah. You said it. You said it best, my friend. We'll go ahead and wrap up there um hopefully uh like like i said guys spirits are a little higher next week but um as always thank you guys for the support of the podcast the the account and um the articles and, and all that good stuff uh can't 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 thank you guys enough uh be looking out for more content um hopefully it's a little more positive going forward but we'll see what happens guys when when you do these things it's completely out of our control so um we'll see what happens but uh thank you guys for support and uh As always, go Hawks. Go Hawks. Thank you guys for listening.